Hello, welcome and thanks for listening to The Freelancer's Friend, brought to you by AspectAvenue.com, helping freelancers and home-based business owners to create lasting and sustainable success. Becoming self-employed, is it a good idea or a bad idea for you? With our guest, Emma Torrance. Emma has been supporting people in business matters for 30 years, as well as running and managing her own businesses, and has worked freelance as a business advisor and mentor for almost 10 years. She also co-founded an organisation called Think, which provided space for networking, workshops and learning. Sadly, the venue had to be closed due to the COVID-19 pandemic, but she still runs Think part-time and is involved in and organises a number of events online, such as remote support, networks, webinars, and one-to-one mentoring and advice. Workshops for people thinking about becoming self-employed have given her a lot of insight into the hopes and fears of people thinking about self-employment or going freelance. Welcome, Emma. Thanks for being the very first ever guest. Thank you. I suppose becoming self-employed to a large degree is just adapting to new circumstances, which many people are used to doing throughout their lives anyway. And I saw that you adapted to the closure of the Think venue and having to work at home more by buying a tea cosy. <laughs> yes, that was one of my adaptations. <laughs> really realising that my cups of tea went cold. <laughs> I was wondering if it served you well. <laughs> it has. Uh, it's really funny that you pick up on that. But um, yes, uh, I mean, part of the reason I bought a tea cosy is I've started using my grandma's teapot. Um, and I'm sure she probably had a tea cosy which I didn't have, um, and um, just being at home, I, you know, there are a few comforts that I think are, are quite good, um, and having a pot of tea in a mug and a mug nearby is, is one of the things that I'm really enjoying, and um, yeah, so <laughs> I, I did buy um, a tea cosy, and, uh, and even in the first few months, um, I marked COVID with when I had to buy how many how many tea bags I was getting through. So I seemed to notice that I was drinking an awful lot and buying an awful lot more tea than I used to. So, uh, And I did actually, I've, I've started um, trying to buy from freelancers and self-employed people more. So I actually went and um, bought it on Etsy um, just because I know that's where a lot of people that make things and, and um, are self-employed, where they sell things as well. So... Um, so it, it was a full circle and does even connect to being self-employed. <laughs> I've seen a, quite a few people on Facebook doing that sort of thing uh, where they just make a point of buying from other freelancers to support each other. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a big believer in um, in things that are important to you, trying to support other people as well. So, you know, being self-employed myself um, and knowing... The importance of income coming in, I th- you know, I think it's it's great to try and buy from other people that are self-employed as well. Hmm. What are the most common fears for people consi- oh, considering yes. who are just started self-employment? 
Yeah, now this is, this is a question I always ask um, at the beginning of my, my workshops on becoming self-employed, what their fears and hopes are. And it's really interesting, actually, um, um, what their fears are. One that comes up with most people, they seem to have this big fear of paying tax. And, you know, such to the extent I've had some people, like, fearful that they, they might go to prison by not being able to afford to pay their taxes. Um, so so that, that's quite a big one. Um, being on your own is, a, is another one for people, which legitimately, you know, if you are working from home, that, that's quite right. You, you are on your own and you have to look at ways you can manage that. Um, sometimes... Again, people are fearful that suddenly everything is down to them. So everything that's possible or not possible, suddenly it's, it's all you. Um, linked to the tax, so I'm, I've got a list from one of my workshops that I'm just reading off from things that people said, so I'm just doing them in the, the order that um, people said them. Um, linked to the top one of, of paying the tax, they've actually got doing their tax returns. Lots of people are really scared about doing the tax returns, um, even though when you start out, actually, you have, there's very little information you need to put in your tax return. Um, so it's actually quite simple when you very first start out. Um, so people also, they worry a lot about, about times, things changing, lack of stability. Yeah, talking of stability, would you say that there's more security in being self-employed as opposed to a normal employed position? Well, it, it probably partly depends on what people mean by security. Um, I, I think for some people, it, it being self-employed is really secure. Uh, but I think particularly when you're first starting out being self-employed, the sorts of things people are worried about is not having an income because you have to build your clients um, build up your client base and a lot of you know if you've if you've already gathered clients before you become self-employed you're fine um, and some people do run with it um, but I think that's the sort of thing that people are talking about you know they 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 don't want to lose you know their the roof over their heads they want to be able to eat they want to be able to socialize and that worries them that you're not going to have a regular income every month which is one of the things your income can fluctuate it can go up and down so so but but i mean what i thought about a lot of those fears i, I think actually they you know they're all valid fears but actually there's a lot you can do about them and some of them they're worrying more than they need to over, over things. So um, I suppose it's because it's all new and yeah, not sure yeah. what to expect. Yeah, that's that's right. It's it's a change, isn't it? And things are uncertain when you know if you don't know things. So say you become very familiar with your previous ways, and suddenly you've got to start afresh. It's it's quite hard. Um, you know how you learn everything. You know, do you just stumble across things? Do you research? You know, when you don't know something, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, that's a worry in itself. Is there any particular type of advice you give to people who have a certain fear, such as uh, they're not sure what's going to happen with taxes or, 
or they're not sure how to deal with loneliness? Do you have a particular particular kind of well? Well, I, th I think there are different things um, for for each of those points. I mean, learning about the taxes you pay, it's very easy, very easy to learn what the taxes are and when you start paying them. Um, I mean, I, I, as I mentioned, I run workshops on becoming self-employed and I run those monthly, which we go through all those sorts of things. But, but for example, um, you know, as per when you're employed, you get a tax-free allowance. So it's only above a certain income that you start to pay your income tax. Um, um, so, and I think some people just think it's going to be the bulk of, of their income but, but it's not. It's you know it, it's a it's it's a small proportion. It's just you know you've you've got to account for it. So, so the the taxes I, w I would recommend learning what they are um, and putting your tax aside, preferably in a separate account so that you don't spend it. And then when it comes to paying the taxes, because we pay them in arrears um, when you do your tax return, and then going forward you you then pay half in advance and half in arrears, so it changes. But I would recommend putting the money aside um, just so that you don't have to worry about it and you know you can pay it. Um, Re-loneliness re and being on your own, there, there are, there's several things about that. I mean, one is about company and interacting with people, and the other I think can sometimes be a motivational thing so some people struggle to get motivated um, if they haven't got people around them so um, I mean this is where I think um, examples of um, networks and you know your platform and and your your network that you've created I think is a really good example of where people can come together and I think that's really important for people that are self-employed <clears throat> figuring out what what you need and what you want and at the times you need it and want it. Um, one of the advantages of being self-employed is the flexibility and that you can design things. So, you know, if you know that you need to talk to somebody every day, then, then plan that in. Um, you know, it, become part of networks, and, and think about what you would like as well, because there's loads of different networks out there, but it needs to be one that that resonates with you. Um, so, you know, some people like informal things, um, some people like more formal. So, for example, I belong to a few networks where it's not about getting business, it's more about meeting people, sharing information, people supporting each other, rather than you're there to sell what you do. Um, but you might want some other networks, you know, partly for company, but partly to make more contacts to to sell sell your work. So, but you can design everything. Um, you know, when you're the boss, mm. you you can have a think about what you need and then go find That's it. That's definitely one of the upsides. It is, isn't it? Mm. And you also said that a lot of people worry about uh, everything being down to them now, even though you've, they've got the freedom and flexibility. They've still got the kind of responsibility all on their own shoulders now. Yeah, so, I mean, there's different things again in that. So some of it... So when, when, you, when you're self-employed, you're, you're effectively running your own business. 
and you've you've sort of got two sides you've got the either the work that you sell or the services that you sell so the 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 actual work that you do <clears throat> and that provides you with the money and then you've got all the behind scenes things you've got like doing your invoices buying things keeping your records up to date promotion and all of that sort of stuff and and when it's just you you've suddenly got to got to do everything um and i don't know about you but i've not met anybody that is perfect at everything mm. um or even that likes doing everything so um so i think this is one of the things that you need to think through when you become self-employed about a what motivates you and what you're good at but actually what you want to do and are there any other ways of of getting things done so either things that you don't like or aren't very good at you know so can you um get somebody else to do certain things um you know and there's there's different different ways so obviously um you can pay somebody to do something as other people pay you um accounts is is a typical one that people people do so quite often people will get a bookkeeper or somebody to help them with their accounts you've obviously got to weigh up paying somebody versus um um you know versus the ben you know the benefits you'll get by by not doing doing your own accounts yeah, you can but, waste a lot of time if you're yeah. doing something that you you haven't you're not yeah kind of skilled with yeah yeah you, you can do and sometimes paying a bit of money for somebody that's skilled um you know can can be really good i think it as well um so you know setting up websites and and things like that so there are advantages to doing it yourself and advantages to getting somebody else to do it but figuring out at the beginning what you want to do what you can afford to to do where you want to pull other people in and the sorts of people you you want to work with and and pull in you you can design it all so so i i think yeah it it's trying to be realistic about the time you've got the money you've got your skills and just designing how you want it to work um and you know and if you don't have money um there are other ways as well so you, particularly when you're starting out um you can quite often find other people that are starting out and you do swaps so i remember when i was fairly new being self-employed um i was really rubbish at social media um but i was pretty good at numbers and finances and i did a swap with somebody so ah, you know interesting so, idea so yeah so she she actually set up my facebook page for me um and you know helped me because i i really hadn't got a clue about how to set up twitter how to set up this that whatever and we just we just put a bit of time in and did some swaps and you know that, that sort of thing can a make good friendships but also it can help each other out yeah and you can teach each other along the way yeah yeah and then when you've got more money you can decide who you're going to pay to do certain roles or jobs so you know so there are there's there's ways that involve time and less money <clears throat> and then there's ways that involve buying services so um and are there any other ways to fund your business in the beginning maybe if you've 
I mean, can you get by without any capital, for example, if if you already have the equipment, your domestic expenses are covered in some way, such as part-time employment, um, can you get by without any capital whatsoever? Well, th this really does depend on the individual and what they're doing. Um, because obviously, if your business... So, for me, because I'm a business advisor, my business is talking to people and advising people and mentoring and workshops. So I'm fairly fortunate I don't have big costs. Um, and now that everything is remote, I don't even have to hire rooms or anything like that. But yes, I mean, that's how most people start out when they're, when they're self-employed, is that they, um, they reduce down their costs. I mean, the, the one thing I think you do need to think about is it can take time to to build customers and build an income coming in so um it's definitely I mean, better I if you have first... something to fall back on yes so it's i mean that is that is quite a big worry whereas i mean at the moment so many people have been made redundant <clears throat> and so we've got a whole new group of people that are thinking about either new jobs or becoming self-employed and they hadn't planned for it. Um, so they haven't maybe got savings and they have just got to go straight into looking for something. Yeah, I'm sure that's um, a scary situation. Just... It is, it is. I mean, because I was fairly fortunate. When I first set up, I had planned to do it and I had got, I mean, it was only a small amount, but I had got enough money that I thought I could survive for six months but you know what it's amazing how much you can cut back <laughs> come back back on your costs cut back on your living when it's necessary on... yeah 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 when it's necessary and you've got to start again and then you just you just really try to to build up but but ultimately at the beginning you you don't know um where and how much money is going to come in um, and you just have to try um, so, whereas other people will try and get connections before they become self-employed, so they'll try and build connections or try and do things, as you said, like part-time. Doing something part-time can be a brilliant way to know you've got, um, so say you've got a part-time job whilst you're trying to build as a freelancer, can be a very good way of, of knowing that you've, you've got your, a little bit of income coming in whatever happens um but it's it it yeah, that can be scary for you know at any time not even just at the beginning really when things fluctuate the freelancer's friend wants to help you and other freelancers or home-based businesses to create lasting and sustainable success Please consider supporting the show by leaving a review and a rating, and definitely subscribe if you haven't yet. To listen to episodes without adverts, be more involved with the show, join our private community and get lots of extra value, consider becoming a patron. See what you might be missing out on at aspectavenue.com forward slash Patreon. Is there any situation where you would advise someone to not go self-employed? It, it probably would depend on their circumstances and what they're going to do. 
I would always recommend that people research the area they're going into. So if somebody had very little knowledge, you know, so that they hadn't researched, you know, so that you know how much, you know, are there people wanting your services? How much do people charge? You know, looking at the time. So if something looked like it wasn't viable, um, I would probably recommend that they they didn't become a freelancer. But but I think you've got to look at your individual things. Um, and, and one thing I would really recommend at the beginning is doing a personal survival budget as well. Um, which for those that, that don't know what that is, it's thinking about your, how much money do you need to live off? So how much money do you need to live? Have you got any money coming in? And, and so how much do you have to make to be able to survive? And then trying to figure out whether you can do that right from the beginning. Because if you don't have savings, um, but you still need to eat, you still need to pay rent or a mortgage, you know, there's the, it's... So basically being sensible about it. Yeah, yeah, it's, but it's looking after yourself as well. I think when you're you're self-employed, as well as you being your business, you know, for, you do need to look after yourself and for your business to survive, you need to survive. Mm Mm-hmm. More than survive, really. It's what can you enjoy as well, and what do you, what do you value doing, um, both in work and out of work. So, what would you say are some of the benefits and and some of the disadvantages of being self-employed? There are both, <laughs> and and sometimes um, one thing can actually be both. Um, a benefit as well as a disadvantage. Um, so I, I would say one of the key benefits of, of being a freelancer or self-employed is the flexibility. And there's flexibility in lots of different ways. So you can look at times. Um, so if you're, depending on what you do, when you're when you're self-employed, on the whole, you can arrange your time to do your work um, to, to suit your own needs, really. I mean, you need to suit the needs of your customers as well. Um, but just to give you an example, I'm, I'm not an early morning person. I'm more a late person. But actually, when you're self-employed, obviously I've got meetings and, and things with, uh, with customers. But actually, if I want to work in the evening rather than early in the morning, that's fine. Um, or I work slightly later in the day, so I can I can arrange my work patterns to suit me. I can also do things the way I want to do them, and I can make my own rules up. So, you know, everything from, you know, what order you do things to um, even the financially the rules you make yourself and what you would class as a business expense there's, there's lots of different flexibility um so that that's one of the advantages i would say another one that um when i first started being um a freelance business advisor i was really surprised so i had worked supporting organizations for some time before as an employed person and then when I became 
self-employed, I don't know why, but suddenly everybody started being really appreciative. I've, I've had so many, and I regularly get so many people saying thank you and how helpful I've been. And I don't know why that didn't happen when I, and I, I don't believe I did anything different, but for some reason, when you've got an individual paying you, they seem to be a lot more appreciative. Than, mm. than, and I don't, I don't know whether you found that. That have you found that at all in in your work? I've never really considered that, but because I've been self-employed for quite a long time, and uh, I didn't have any skilled work before, and I was going from job to job. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't I'm not in the same position as somebody who's uh, had a full-time corporate type no. of job, but in that but, kind but of environment. You... But. Um, do you get people regularly thanking you when saying, oh, that's great, and that's really helpful? And Yeah, they are really appreciative. And, yeah, well, mine and, too. And they, sh- they show their appreciation, which uh, gives you a boost. When I do think back now to the jobs that I did do, then you just don't get that, that at all from supervisors no. or people above you. No. Or even, and, and, or even and, colleagues. It's just a, you're there to do a job. And yeah, yeah. And, and it's a, a from... From a point of view of receiving all of that, it's it's really lovely to, mm. to you know, so not only are they paying you, they're then thanking you so much for helping them. So it's, it's I don't know, I think that's a really positive thing to get um, just people's appreciation as well. It, it's, um, yeah, it's a lovely thing. That's a side thing. of things I'd not really considered, but it's true. Yeah, it's... I suppose it, it's something you, you you can notice when you particularly go from, from one to the other. But but also I think one of the good things is the chance to really do what you want to do, to be influenced by what you want and to develop what you want. I mean, there is a real sense of freedom in that, I think, that mm. you can, you you know, you, I mean, you can maybe get distracted a bit, so, you, you, you know, depending on who you are. Um, but actually... There is a real sense of of you can do anything um, and develop anything, or you, and you can try things that you might not have been able to try before when when you were employed and in a a bit more of a rigid a rigid structure, maybe. That's right. You have the freedom to develop yourself yeah. and the way you work. Yeah. And you can improve. A lot more that you, you can improve in an environment where you're under kind of strict ways of doing things. Yeah. I mean, that can also be a bit of a downside as well. With with some people, um, some people um, can get, can find it's quite hard to be motivated or or they get distracted too often by so many interesting different things, um, which... Um, but hopefully if you can, you know, once you've experimented a bit, you can, you can normally sort of try and design your own structure such that, you know, if you like exploring, even if it's just you allocate a certain amount of time a week or a month to doing that, whereas you have certain other times to focus on, on specific things. So, so, so there can be both good and bad things, I suppose, to, to achieving things um, like that, um, I, I think one of the, um, I suppose one of the, the 
the negative things. For me, the, the positive things really outweigh the negative. But one of the negative things that I think needs managing and you being careful about when you're being self-employed is the fluctuation in your income. So when you're employed, generally you get a regular monthly um, amount of money. And when you're self-employed, that can vary quite a lot um, depending on um, the amount of clients or customers you have at any time and the sorts of things you might be involved in. Um, so, for example, for me, I do one-off business advice, I do mentoring over a series of times, I do workshops, and the amount of clients I have in a month can really fluctuate. Um, and so if I'm doing just sort of two or three workshops in a month, as well as got a handful of, of clients I'm, I'm, I'm mentoring with, whereas another month, if I have no workshops I'm delivering and, you know, and just have got my, the people I'm mentoring with, my income will vary quite a lot from one month to the other. Um, it's called the famine and feast situation. Yes, it is. It is. And um, it's, it's, ideally we, we would all manage that and when we've got the good months we'd hold some money back for the bad months um, and and I think once you've been going a while you can do that but but it can cause people to accept any job that comes their way um, so I know a number of people that have that have actually doing really well but have got burnout or get burnout because they don't like to turn a job down in case they get a bad month. And so they end up just working and working and working and they don't have bad months, they just are exhausted. So 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 it can be both a fear of that and also it, it can actually happen. Um, and I, it's, it's just being aware it can happen and, and trying to manage it way through. So when you have a good month, trying to put money aside for when you've got a, you know, a month that's not so good and when you are exhausted, taking note of it and not accepting more and more work. Um, it's very hard to turn work down, I think, when you're self-employed. <laughs> you 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 don't like to, to turn it away. So, um, yeah, I've um, been there in the past, even with a difficult customer. You, yes. You, you need the money, so you put up with it. Yes, learning to say no, <laughs> learning to say no, both both internally and yeah, no, it's it's a hard one. It it mm. is a really hard one, and and that also is the trick is to trying to figure out who you really enjoy working with, and then how you can find more of them. Um, I mean, I you know I don't have any magic formula or anything, but. I do, personally, I I am really fortunate. I do seem to get some really lovely customers, and I'm not really sure where they all come from, but they're lovely, and it gives me a real boost as well. And I, it's it's just lovely working with with amazing people, um, and trying to figure out who you like working with is is a really important thing. And then trying to figure out where they are and how you can sort of connect with them um, so, in, so hopefully that they will, will want to work with you. 
is is really important. And this all comes with time, of course. It does, yes. Working with a few clients and as you go, you yeah, learn. definitely. It's just taking it step by step. Yeah. And not trying to have a successful business uh, within a month. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it does take time. And I think, I think what's really important at the beginning is to allow yourself to make some mistakes as well and to learn from them. So we all make mistakes. Um, and you know what? People, people do forgive you. And um, some people don't even spot that you've made mistakes, which is even better. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, mistakes are good because then you know you're actually getting somewhere if you're making mistakes. Yes, yeah. And, and being, but being able to learn from them as well on how you can do things better, how you can communicate better, how you can... Yeah, it's, there's so much to learn. <laughs> but it's fun. I love learning. So there's more going for being self-employed than there is against it. Definitely. It just, uh, you just need to be prepared for certain things, such as knowing that you're going to have slow months and good months. Yeah. And uh, just being prepared, learning about running a business on a daily basis. And mixing with others that... that that also run their own, you know, run their own business and are freelancers, you know. So, getting involved with other people in in networks of of you know other business owners mm, can be that, really good. That must be one of the best pieces of advice is to just involve yourself with other people who are freelancers and self-employed. For various reasons, that can be beneficial. Yeah, I mean, you know, just being able to ask even basic questions. Sometimes to somebody that, you know, knows the answer and can instantly say, oh, yes, you know, try this. Um, you know, it's so good to be in a supportive community of, of other Definitely. business owners. Okay, so how can the listener find out more about you or, or get in touch if they want to? Great, thank you. Um, yes, so... First of all, my email is probably the easiest way to contact me, which is emma at thinkingng.org. And um, we also have our website, which is thinkingng.org. And then I've, we've got Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. So to find out about my personal history and jobs and things that I've done, I would probably recommend LinkedIn. I'm also personally on um, Twitter as well as um, under the Think banner, but um, I think the easiest way is either the, our Think website or my LinkedIn profile. And so I am Emma Torrance on LinkedIn and I'm in Nottingham. Great, and all this information will be in the show notes so people can just click through to them. Lovely. So as a last word, what's the best or most important bit of advice you can give someone considering or just starting self-employment? Okay, I think one of the most important things when you're you're just launching as a freelancer or being self-employed is to try and find a good supportive community where there are other people in a similar situation. 
So other people either just becoming freelancers or people that already are um, that you can connect with. So a good network and somewhere where you can ask questions um, and talk with others about your experiences, both good and bad. Um, I think that's, that's really important. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, thanks again for being the very first guest. That's okay, thank Emma. you. And I, I look forward to hearing more from all your other guests coming forward. Thank you, lovely listener, for being with us on this pilot episode. You can find any mentioned links in the show notes, along with other helpful information. Please leave a review and a rating and subscribe. If you want even more value and help, you can join our community and interact with other members, listen to podcast episodes without adverts, have early access to episodes, hear exclusive insider news, be more involved with the show and more by becoming a patron. See details now at aspectavenue.com forward slash Patreon. Until next time, remember you can work alone, but not to be on your own with the freelancer's friend. Bye for now.